always on time. Amen. Well, you know, Brother James didn't know what I was preaching. Miss Christina didn't know what I was preaching. But I'm glad the Holy Ghost did. Take your Bible, turn to 1 Kings chapter 20 tonight. 1 Kings chapter number 20 tonight. And I want to look at verse number 23 from the Word of God. 1 Kings chapter number 20 tonight. Verse number 23. I want to mention this to you tonight while you're turning there. Just keep turning, you can listen. I want you to pray for Brother David Stroud. Physically, he's not felt well at all in the last little while. Many of you may not know that because he's up in Spanish church most of the time. But he could use a little encouragement. You just want to tell him you're praying for him and give him a call. Brother David's been going through a tough physical battle. It's just like the devil to do that when you've given yourself and tried to help the church and be a blessing he has. So you be much in prayer for Brother David tonight. 1 Kings chapter 20, let's stand together. I want to read just a few verses here tonight. I want to begin with verse number 23. You know what I'm going to preach tonight will not be for everybody in this building. Not yet anyway. Listen to me now. Not yet. For some of you, it'll be exactly where you are. For others of you, it will be where you've been. And for some of you, it'll be where you're headed. 1 Kings chapter 20, verse number 23. The servants of the king of Syria said unto him, Their gods are gods of the hills. Therefore they were stronger than we. But let us fight against them in the plain, and surely we shall be stronger than they. And do this thing, take the kings away, every man out of his place, and put captains in their rooms. And number thee an army, like the army that thou hast lost, horse for horse and chariot for chariot. And we will fight against them in the plain, and surely we shall be stronger than they. And he hearkened unto their voice and did so. It came to pass at the return of the year that Ben-Hadad numbered the Syrians, went up to Aphek to fight against Israel. The children of Israel were numbered and were all present and went against them, and the children of Israel pitched before them like two little flocks of kids, but the Syrians filled the country. Watch what God says. And there came a man of God and spake unto the king of Israel and said, Thus saith the Lord, because the Syrians have said, The Lord is God of the hills, but he is not God of the valleys. Therefore will I deliver all this great multitude into thine hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord. I want to preach tonight for a few moments on this subject. Even in the valley, God is good. Even in the valley, God is good. Don't worry about the blinking light. We got a breaker trying to handle too many lights. Cut the choir lights off, Brother Bobby, and y'all probably be okay. Leave the one over me. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much tonight for the privilege that I have to stand and preach the Word of God. Lord, I pray, Father, tonight that you guide us during this service. Lord, I know, Father, someone walked in this building tonight needing exactly, God, from the Word of God what they will hear this evening. And Lord, I pray tonight, may you speak to our heart 
and may you be with us. And God, may you grant us that spirit of liberty to preach. God, may you give us the touch of God tonight. And we'll thank you and we'll praise you. For we ask it all in Christ's name. And all of God's people said, you can be seated. I just want to say this tonight with the help of the Lord. And I trust tonight that God would help us and that God would give us what we need this evening. But I want to say this tonight, that even in the valley, God is good. And tonight I want you to understand and I want each one of you to understand tonight that it's wonderful to be on the mountaintop. It's wonderful to enjoy the blessings of the mountaintop experience with God. Matter of fact, if I had a choice in my Christian life, I would always want to be on the mountaintop. I would always want to be enjoying uh, shouting and praising God and enjoying the journey. Matter of fact, when you think about this in the Word of God, you think about the Apostle Peter at the time of the transfiguration when he was on the mountain with the Lord Jesus and he said, Lord, it is good for us to be here. You know what he was literally saying? Lord, I want to leave this place. I enjoy where I'm at. I'm enjoying being on top of the mountain but I want to say this to you tonight and I want you to understand what I'm getting ready to say this evening we can't always be on the mountain we're not always going to be shouting we're not always going to be praising God there will be valleys in our life now don't you understand what I'm reading tonight is when the children of Israel had won the battle up on the mountain but the Assyrians were convinced that the children of Israel had a God that was a God on that mountain but they couldn't fight down in the valley and so what happened was the Assyrians one more time set up to fight the children of Israel the Assyrians did and when they did and they were ready to fight them the Bible said that these children of Israel just looked like little lambs or goats they looked like nothing in the eyes of this great army that was coming after them but you know what God said? God said that I'm going to show them that I'm not only a God on the mountain, but I'm also God in the valley. I'm going to show them that I'm as real on the mountain, but I'm also real in the valley. And can I say this tonight? I've learned in the 30 plus years of being in the ministry that he's not just a God on the mountain, but he is also God in the very valleys of our life. Amen. And I'm thankful for that tonight. And so I want to say even in the valley that God is good. I want to say tonight first of all in the valley there is help. In the valley there is help help. I want you to understand tonight that God said I will never leave thee and I will never forsake thee. You have no idea tonight what some people in this auditorium might be going through. We don't know everybody's life away from the house of God or what it's like in their home or what it's like on their job or what it's like physically but I do want to say this tonight I'm glad there's help for the child of God. I'm glad God doesn't leave us alone 
and I'm glad he watches over us and he takes care of us and I'm glad that the God on the mountain is God in the valley. I want to say this, he's help to the sinner when the sinner's in the valley. Because David said it like this in Psalm 40. He said, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my going. I'm glad when I thought all hope was gone, when I thought I'd never amount to anything, I'm glad, thank God, that that God on the mountain came down in the valley where I was, reached farther down than I could ever reach up and saved me by the marvelous grace of God. In the valley there's help to the sinner. But I want to say tonight in the valley there's help to the saint of God. Don't forget tonight, friend, that you are a child of God. And because of that tonight, there's help in the valley. Oh, that God that saved you, that puts you on the pinnacle. That God that saved you, that changed your life and met your needs. That God that saved you, that's caused you to come to church and want to shout at the drop of a hat. And you've even wanted to drop the hat. That very same God is also a God that when you go down in that valley and when it gets difficult and when it gets rough and you don't know where else to turn and when your spouse don't understand and your friends don't understand and maybe your pastor doesn't understand aren't you glad there's a God in heaven that'll meet you down in the valley and I want you to know the victories are won many times in the valley why there is help amen I'm glad there's help in the valley second of all I want you to notice this there is hope in the valley the saddest words anyone could ever say to anybody is there is no hope. Can you imagine a doctor walking into a room and says you're diagnosed with some type of cancer and there is no hope. Could you imagine going to someone and they say to you, uh, you are uh, losing your job and, and you're not going to be able to pay for your home and you're going to lose your home and there is no hope. Can you imagine in your life literally uh, living a life where there is no hope whatsoever? But friend, can I tell you this? As long as there's a God in heaven, as long as there's a God, I'm glad there is hope. I'm glad there is hope tonight. Amen. You may have walked in this church tonight and said, Preacher, you don't understand what I'm facing. You don't know what I'm going through. I just don't see a way out. Well, I want to say this. Before you get a hold of the undertaker, you might ought to think about the uptaker. Amen. Before you give up tonight, you might ought to realize that God is able. Hey, Paul was in this situation in Acts 27. He said, when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared and no small tempters lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was taken away. But then Paul said, but after long absence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed some creek and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be a good cheer, for there shall no loss of any man's life among you but others for there stood by me this night the angel of God who hallelujah whose I am tonight and whose I serve can I say this tonight I'm glad as long 
as God's in heaven, friend, there is help. As long as there's a God in heaven, there is hope. I want you to understand tonight, you don't have to throw in the towel. You don't have to give up. You don't have to say it's over. Not as long as God is in heaven, there is hope. Even in the valley, God is good. Amen. Listen to me tonight if you're sitting in this auditorium. Maybe I don't even know what you're going through. Maybe Miss Hazel doesn't know what you're going through. You say tonight, preacher, you just don't know. Well, I'm going to tell you what. There's help. Now, there's not help in the world. There's not help uh, in the books off the shelves that uh, may not contain the Word of God. Oh, there may be some instruction there. But I want to say there is help in God. There is help in God. There is hope. I'm glad tonight I'm a man living with hope. I'm glad I'm a man that has hope. You say, preacher, what do you mean? I don't ever have to throw in the towel because there's always hope. There's always hope. Hey, I don't know how bleak it may look down here, but with God on the throne, there is hope. Amen. I want to say thirdly tonight, watch this. Understand this. Not only is there help in the valley, not only is there hope in the valley, but I want to say this, there is honor in the valley. You say, Pastor, have you lost your mind? What do you mean there's honor in the valley? Well, can I say this to you tonight? I believe that everything a child of God ever goes through, I believe God has a divine purpose. I believe with all my heart that we never face anything that God would not in his permissive will allow us to go through. Now I'm not going to lie to you tonight. I don't understand all of it. I, some of it is not generated by God. Can I get an amen to that? Don't blame everything on the Lord. But I want to say this tonight. There are times in my life that I believe that God allows me to go through the valley because he can trust me with the valley. Won't you listen to this? Job 1.8, you don't have to turn, you know this verse. The Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there's none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? Now watch this. I'm talking about there's honor in the valley. Preacher, if God loved me so much, are we saying tonight that God didn't love Job? Are we saying tonight that God didn't care about Job? Are we saying, see, I want to say on the contrary, it's opposite of that. I want to say to you tonight that God had confidence in Job that Job would not leave him or walk away from him, but Job would bring glory to his name. I'll give you a good illustration just right here in this auditorium tonight. Many of you remember when Brother John White and his family got saved. It's hard to believe it's been several years now. And God uh, saved the whole family. Not just, I mean the whole family. All of them got saved. Well, they had another child. And this last child is, was diagnosed with Down syndrome. Boy, I thought in my heart, God, I hope this doesn't discourage them. God, they've been saved a short period of time and I hope they don't begin to wonder why God would let this happen. But you know what I found out? I found out that God gives special children to special people. I found out that God knows exactly
exactly what he's doing. I think about Brother Eric Ollis and his wife that were down here and their son is mentally handicapped and, and goes through a lot of things, their youngest boy, and yet that family uh, has been used to God all across this country. You say, preacher, what do you say? Can I tell you this? Some of us may have not been able to handle that child with Down syndrome, but little Chloe Bell back there has got a mom and daddy that said, you know what? We're going all the way with God. We love God. We're going to serve God, and we're not going to let the valley stop us from living for Jesus. Lord, I feel like preaching. I want to say tonight, Brother James, there's honor in the valley. There's honor in the valley. I tell you what, sometimes in that valley is exactly where God wants us. Now notice I didn't jump up and down and say, hallelujah, thank God for the valley. I'm a mountaintop guy myself. I enjoy the mountaintop, amen. I enjoy the victory. But I want to say this tonight, if I believe I serve an omniscient, if I believe I serve an omnipotent, if I believe I serve a God that's all-knowing, a God that's everywhere, a God that has all power, if I believe that with all my heart, then I have to believe tonight exactly this one thing. I have to believe tonight. He knows exactly where I'm at. He knows what I'm going through. He knows my life. And I know this. He must count me worthy to suffer for His name's sake. Amen. You know, it's kind of weird to make this statement, but God sometimes has to know who he can trust with the valley. I want you to remember something. Job never heard the conversation in heaven. Job never heard God say, as thou consider my servant Job, there's none like him in the earth, one that escheweth evil. Right, Brother Stan, never heard it. All Job know one day is he woke up and his whole life fell apart. He woke up wondering where God was. He woke up and his friends had said, Job, you must be doing something wrong. His wife said, curse God and die. And by the way, as Brother Joe Arthur preaches, let's don't be real critical on his wife. Imagine she'd seen Job live for God and serve God and faithful to God. Then all of a sudden everything went wrong. And I'm sure his wife thought, is that what he gets for serving you? But you see, you got to understand, Job's wife never heard that conversation either. God said to the devil, Has thou considered my servant Job? Has thou considered my servant Job? There is honor in the valley. I want to say fourthly tonight that there is humility in the valley. Nothing can humble us like going through a valley. Amen. Can I say this tonight? I think sometimes God allows me to go through the valley so I don't get too big for my britches. Amen. Sometimes God allows me to go through times when Chris can't do it, Brother Crabtree can't do it, my wife can't do it, and the only one that can take care of it is that God on the mountain that's now in the valley, and he's a God that keeps us humble. My wife says to me many times riding down the road when I'm going through ministry things, she'll say, well, God's just keeping you humble. Keeping you humble. Letting you realize, letting you realize that he's God of the valley. God of the valley. Can I say this? 
Being in the valley is not time to get bitter. Being in the valley is not time to quit. Being in the valley is not time to throw in the towel. Being in the valley is not time to get mad at everybody else and get mad at God. But when you're in that valley, humble yourself before God and say, Lord, I need you, God. I've got to have you, God. Lord, I can't do it without you, God. Lord, I need your help. And he'll humble us. But we'll honor him if we'll do right according to the word of God. Amen. You know why? Because even in the valley, God is good. Even in the valley, God is good. Let me say finally tonight, there's happenings in the valley. Say, preacher, what do you mean this? Well, James said it well. James 1.3 said, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Sometimes in the valley, God is trying to teach us or make us better. Do something with our lives to bring glory to Him. I want to say this to you. I'm a better pastor today because of the valleys that I've been through in my life. Through some of the valleys that I've been through. And I want to say, I do not want to go through those valleys again. I do not enjoy those valleys. Many of you heard years ago, you were at Calvary when I preached the message on the benefits of spiritual battles. And I talked about how that when you go through these spiritual battles and you don't understand them, you can either get bitter or better. You can either grow or you can stay where you are. And I remember going through the darkest time since I've been saved. And I've been saved over 32 years. And the darkest time since I've been saved. Boy, I remember a valley when I'd wake up in the middle of the night and pace the floor and wonder if the sun would come up through a time of oppression in my life. I remember going through that and I thought, my soul, God, I'm here in my ministry trying to do what you want me to do. What in the world are you doing? And I remember going through that. and Boy, there were days, I'm telling you, there were days that I'd walk into a restaurant and I feel like the world was closing in. I'd had to leave before my food got there. There are nights I'd wake up in the middle of the night. Everybody would be sleeping. I'd walk through the house. When I walked through the house, it was like the oppression of all the hell was against me. I'd talk to my wife, and she and I are best friends, very close. And I'd talk to my wife, and she'd look at me with a gaze because she didn't understand at all. She just didn't understand. She wanted to understand. She was willing to listen. But she just didn't understand. It wasn't long that God took me out of that valley. It wasn't long through Philippians 4 that God gave me victory. And when God gave me victory, I went out of the valley as quick as I went in it. I'll never forget the first time I preached in a meeting away from the church. And I preached in a conference that had probably 800 people in it, over 100 preachers, maybe 200 preachers. And I'll never forget, I was preaching and I preached with brokenness. May I say the word humility. And I remember when I got done, I stood down front. And there was a line halfway through the auditorium of preachers and leaders waiting to talk to me and say to me, preacher, thank you 
for sharing what God did in your life. And they said, Preacher, I've been going through it myself. I've been battling it myself. Boy, I used to hear people say things like that. I would say to them when people used to come to me about, oh, I can't get over it, I can't rest. I used to say, well, you just got to get over it and go on. Well, sometimes. That's easy preaching. But it can be tough living. But I will say this. Even in the valley, God is good. Can I tell you this, and this will amaze you that I make this statement, but I would not go back and change a thing about that valley experience. I would not go back and change it. As Miss Christine is coming back and getting ready to sing a little more of that song, I want to say tonight, I would not go back and change, not any at all. I would not go back and change that valley. Say, preacher, do you still have memories of that? I do. Listen, I'm a control freak. I'm one of these people that I feel like I need to be in control. I don't like myself to be out of control. I, I, I like to be somebody that can handle things without getting anybody else to help me handle them. It's just the way I'm made. My daddy raised me that way. I want to do it. I want to get it done. I learned mechanically, though. best thing to do is call Stacy. But I want to get it done. But I want to tell you this. Boy, that was a time in my life, man. I, I, listen, I'm telling you, Brother Turner, I couldn't do it. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I felt like a failure. I felt like I was in the valley and God was nowhere. I wondered where God was at, what God was doing. But you know what I'm talking about. But I'm going to say something to you. Even in the valley, God is good. You would not believe how many people that I've had come to me in my office in the last, since this has happened probably six or seven, eight years ago, how many people come to me in my office and preacher, I just can't get through it. Preacher, and I could look at them, Brother Michael, and say these words, I know how you feel. You know what? Somebody that's never been through it can say to you, I know how you feel, but if you know they've never been through it, they don't have a clue because they've never been there. I had the bone sticking out of my leg one day, stuck out and, 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 and broken about 15 different places and, and my wrist broke. And you can look at me and say, well, preacher, I know how that feels. You lying rascal, you have no idea how that feels. And one time I was whining and crying in the hospital about how bad my wrist was hurting. My wife said, just get over it, you know, and, and she said, it can't be that bad. And I got ready to break hers and show her how bad it could be. But you know what I've learned? What I've learned is just God takes those valleys. And God prepares us for down the road. To help somebody else. So see, there's happenings in the valley. Preacher, why would God let me go through this? Just maybe. Somebody down the road is going to need some help. And God's going to use you to help them. So I want to serve notice to the devil that the God on the mountain is still God in the valley. My daddy's favorite song by Peg McCann, God on the Mountain.
My daddy loved that song. Battle on emphysema all his life. Loved that. Just play at bat boy, we play that. He loved that song. God on the mountains, God in the valley. And when Peg would get to shout, my daddy just loved every minute of that. You know what I've learned? I don't like the valleys. <laughs> Seems like every time I preach this, I make sure I'm letting the Lord know. Now, Lord, I don't like the valleys. But I've learned in my life, sometimes they come. And you might be thinking, Brother James, get ready, please. You might be thinking in your life, you might be thinking, preacher, nobody knows how bad this is. I am going to say this tonight. You look around you long enough, somebody probably has it worse than you do. But sometimes when you're going through it, that don't matter. Let's just be honest. You know, if I've got a major toothache and I'm up in the night, you know how toothaches are. And somebody will say, well, that's probably somebody's got two toothaches. Well, that might be fine. They have two teeth that are hurting. Teethies. But I want to tell you something. I don't care. Because right then, mine's got to be worse than 10 of them. Amen. There's help in the valley. There's hope in the valley. There's honor in the valley. Valley doesn't mean God doesn't love you. Valley doesn't mean God doesn't love you. Right? Listen, I'm telling you, Without a shadow of a doubt. Doesn't mean God doesn't love you. Understand in your life, there are happenings in that valley. God is teaching us something. God is helping us. I almost wish we could do that song even in the valley. God's good, but I don't, we don't even, we'll stick with this one. We could be saved. Would you stand with me tonight, please? Brother James, you play for us. Well, everybody look at me just a moment. Thank you, Brother Jeff. Look at me just a moment. One young lady slipped out, came to the altar a while ago because she's been fighting in the valley a little bit. And I bet there's more in this auditorium tonight than just her. There may be some of you ain't talking to nobody about it. People may not know. Or you may have somebody that you love with all your heart. Somebody that you know going through a dark time. I want to say tonight that even in the valley, God is good. Can you say this with me? God is good all the time. God is good. I believe that. I believe that. Miss Christina's going to sing. You need to come pray. Slip out of that seat. God knew tonight who would be here and what we would need. You mind the Lord tonight. Miss Christina. The news came to Jesus. Won't you come get some help tonight? 
please come back. Won't you stand in the gap for somebody else tonight? Lazarus is sick without your help. He will not last. Can you imagine Martha and Mary? Mary and Martha watch their brother die. There's a valley. They waited for Jesus. He did not come. They wanted Can you why. hear them thank God? Do you love us? Do you love us? The death watch was over. Buried for days. Amen. Somebody said Amen. he'll soon be here. The Lord's on his way. Yes. Yes. Martha ran to him. That's right. Come get some help tonight. And then she cried. Hallelujah. Lord, if you had been here, you could have healed him. And he'd still be alive. Amen, David. Hallelujah, But you're four days late. And all hope is gone. Lord, we don't understand why you've waited so long. But his way is God's way. Not yours or mine. He's four days late. Amen, darling. He's still on God, time. Help, Jesus. help the woman tonight. Jesus said, Martha. Oh, God, help her tonight. Show me the grave. Lord, if you knew what some of these kids come out of. But she said, Lord, Valley's you man. don't understand. He's been there four days. Never lived in it, you never understand. Gravestone was rolled back. Give us the good news, Christine. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Yes. Lazarus come forth. Then somebody said, He's alive. Amen. You may be fighting. Yes, yes. A battle of You've cried to the Lord, I need you now, but he has not appeared. Hmm. Well, friend, don't be discouraged. Hallelujah. Cause he's still the same. And he'll soon be here, and he'll roll back the stone, and he'll call. Gonna show up, God. And all hope is gone. My, my. Lord, we don't understand why 
that you to him in my brief concern. Thank you, Brother James. Just be seated if you would.